on Podcast 1887, Lucid Cuts Prices, the CATL Mystery Battery, and the Fiat Panda EV. Stick around, I'll tell you more. Welcome to a new Patreon executive producer, Tomer, or Tomer, I think it's Tomer, Tomer Shahaf. Thank you so much for signing up to be an exec producer. $5, $10 a month is exec producer level, and that gets your name in the show notes on the website, evnewsdaily.com. A shout out from me on the weekends, and of course, everybody, whatever level, you get your ad-free feeds, so you can strip out the ads and get the podcasts first before anybody else as well. Thank you so much for being one of the legends who gets this show on the air every day. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world. EV News Daily is your trusted source of EV information for Monday, 7th of August. It's Martin Lee here, and I go through every EV story, so you don't have to. Lucid is cutting its prices in response to, you got to say, Tesla. They pretty much dictate the market in America because there's so much of the market in the US, and generally tough market conditions too. Lucid reducing its uh, cars, including a $5,000 reduction on the Air Pure. That takes down to $82,500 and a $12,500 decrease on the Touring and the Grand Touring. The Touring becomes a $95,000 car, the Grand Touring a $125,000 car, originally $140,000. Getting back to the prices which they were when they launched, actually. Well, the Air Pure, the uh, cheapest one, sorry, best value. What am I meant to call expensive cars? Because they're not cheap, are they? But the bottom of the range, I mean, again, that seems wrong because the Air Pure is a fantastic car. From Lucid, EPA range 410 miles on the 19-inch wheels. The Air Touring will do 425 miles of range. The Grand Touring models are the ones with a big 112 kilowatt-hour battery rather than the 92 kilowatt-hour battery. Grand Touring will do 516 miles of EPA range. And my friend Tom Malogny, with his 70-mile-an-hour range test, did over 500 miles. Real world at highway speeds at 500 miles it's crazy over a thousand horsepower on that vehicle plus they've been announcing their leasing pricing as well 36 month lease on the lucids decreases to 749 a month 749 for a lucid i'm not sure what the uh, the down payment is on that probably chunky i'd imagine because that's hey not affordable by any means but you know what I mean. The price drop doesn't apply to the tri-motor 1,200-horsepower Air Sapphire. That is priced at $250,000 and has got the performance of pretty much nothing else, apart from maybe a you know Rimats. Maybe it beats the Model S Plaid. Um, the reduction in prices across the lineup may increase sales following a reported production of 2,173 vehicles and delivering a lot less than they produced, 1,404 vehicles in the second quarter of the year. How does it compare, then, to get into a Lucid for $82,000? Well, uh, following Tesla's recent price cuts, you can get into a Model S from $88,000, and the Plaid is $108,000. Although lower-priced models from various manufacturers are benefiting uh, uh, from the federal tax credit, of course, the $7,500 not under the Inflation Reduction Act, not available for Lucid's more expensive air models. Lucid among the first of the car makers to take advantage of the tax credit on leasing, though, it's a bit of a loophole, irrespective of sticker price. The recent financial troubles are expected to be highlighted in the second quarter earnings out today. As I record this, it's before that. And the rear-wheel drive Lucid Air Pure single motor 
should come next month in September uh, for $79,000. All of those cars are fantastic. They've just got a bit of an issue uh, making them and selling them. Uh, what's under the skin? Actually, what's on top of the skin? Like the whole thing, Lucid's a fantastic, fantastic piece of engineering. But, hmm, hasn't connected and clicked yet. I wonder why? If you have any thoughts, let me know. Right, we'll move on. And CATL, the Chinese power battery giant, is planning a new product on August 16th. They haven't given me the specifics, but we are learning that CATL are hinting it may be related to fast charging battery technology. The last major unveiling from CATL was back in April, their condensed battery. Uh, We saw it at the Shanghai Auto Show. And it was noted for its high safety and energy density, boasting a single cell energy density of 500 watt hours per kilogram. There was a mesh structure that it's made out of with innovations in the isolation film, the high energy anode and new types of anode as well. CATL working on developing this battery technology for civilian electric manned programs, uh, aviation grade standards as well for safety and quality to use it in aviation. But what of this new product on August 16th? Well, very little is known, but it has been teased. So I can't wait. I'll actually be on holiday when that happens. So uh, uh, my wife will probably say uh, as I'm Sitting next to the pool, looking at my phone. Uh, what's uh, what's going on? Oh, nothing. Just ignore me on my phone on holiday. I'll try not to be. I'll try to be in and out of the pool with our little one. That'll be fantastic. Um, I'll give you some more details heading towards the weekend of when I'll be on and when I'll be off of the podcast for our summer holiday. Taking one week this year to uh, head away to somewhere a little sunnier uh, than what is quite a cold and wet August in the UK. Pop a link to that story in the show notes. Now, Japan is gearing up to speed up their EV charging. And people often say to me, well, you know, the, the Japanese led so early with electrified vehicles like the Nissan Leaf and Toyota is such a you know, a, a legendary engineering company as well, then why isn't Japan, you know, ideologically into electric vehicles? They're so wedded to hydrogen. And well, one of the reasons might be is because EVs, and it's not a big deal in their home market. Now, I'm not saying that these massive car companies aren't so smart as to be able to, you know, leave Japan. But also, there is no EV industry in Japan. Take this story, for instance. Japan is planning a significant overhaul of their EV chargers. Uh, they're putting in some new regulations to ensure that they get upgraded from the average speed of a DC fast charger on a highway stop of 40 kilowatts to, wait for it, 90. They have also said that with areas of high traffic and heavy demand, they could even install a 150-kilowatt DC fast charger. I know what you're thinking. Hold your horses. How can anything charge that fast in the world? Sorry, tongue out of cheek. Um, But that's the deal in Japan. There just isn't a DC fast charging uh, infrastructure because, well, they're just not that into EVs. And, you know, we have great networks here like the Ionity Network in Europe and many more as well, putting in 350s. And, of course, we have the Tesla superchargers. They're going to be 350s, if not more. They haven't actually announced the peak speed of the V4s. People are joining, you know, the dots and two and two could equal five. They think it's 350. It could be 500. You don't know. Uh, it, it's it's a it's a thousand volts and a thousand amps. So at least for the ones that recently went in at Gratz, if you look at the nameplates on those, some of the other V4s are actually lower powered. It's interesting. The, the, the V4s aren't all identical. Isn't that interesting? Anyway, I digress. I'm not for a moment suggesting, by the way, they're going to try and stick a megawatt down a CCS2 handle. But anyway, so Japan 
don't really have that fast charging infrastructure, so why would they be into electric vehicles in a way that the rest of us are? All right, moving on. BYD announcing their five millionth EV to roll off the production line. It's going to be on August the 9th in two days' time, marking a significant achievement in their growth. The company's journey to five million EVs has been swift. It took 13 years for BYD to produce their first million vehicles a year. For the second million, six months to the third million. Uh, We didn't get the four million number, but now we know that uh, it's going to be five million new energy vehicles. That's plug-ins and pure electrics uh, in two days' time. BUID has an expansive array of vehicle brands like the Dynasty, the Ocean, the Denza, the Fang Cheng Bao brand, and even the Yang Wang brand, which I think they're going to bring to Western markets, which I remain unconvinced about the name Yang Wang as a car brand. I can't imagine having a drink in the pub with a mate and he says, hey, do you want to come out to the car park around the back and have a look at my Yang Wang? Um, thanks for the offer, but I'm probably good today. I'm not sure that name's going to catch on. Uh, back in July, uh, last month, they sold 262,000 vehicles. Whenever I give you the BYD numbers, it's roughly 50-50. Uh, 53%, 52% of that number uh, were pure BEVs. The others were plug-in hybrids. Of course, these days, BYD is just an electrified vehicle company. Overseas sales have been flourishing. In July, 18,000 cars were sold outside of China. In Wuhan, they just unveiled a new five-star story showroom uh, with brands and models and technologies and all the hosts and things under one roof. Okay, moving on. Let's talk about a used Tesla Model 3, which now qualifies for the used vehicle tax credit in the United States. It's $4,000. To qualify for the credit, you must have an annual income of around $50,000, but no higher than $75,000. The credit is not refundable and cannot be carried over to other tax years. For married couples, the income range is 65 to 150. If you earn too much, you lose the credit. If you don't earn enough, you lose part of it. The credit will be given when you file your taxes, which might be up to seven months after purchasing the car, so you've got to front it and then get the money back. To be eligible for the credit, you must purchase the car from a licensed dealer. The tax credit will only be given if the car's manufacturer has put all the necessary paperwork in place, and we're learning that Tesla has now done that. If you can find a used Tesla Model 3 for under twenty five grand, because that's the threshold, and you can find them for under $25,000, then you can get another $4,000 off. If your personal financial situation it's quite specific but that's just brilliant news Stellantis are next in the news gearing up for the launch of a low-cost fully electric vehicle inspired by the Fiat Panda but no confirmation it'll be called the Fiat Panda I wish they would though my first three cars were Fiat's I learned to drive actually I learned to drive in the driving instructor's car which was a Peugeot 205 diesel tank thing that rattled when did I learn 95 learned in 95 uh, then uh, my first car was a Fiat Panda, second car Fiat Uno, third car Fiat Cinquecento. So I'm good with small Italian cars. <laughs> you know, from like age 17 to 21, <laughs> that's what I had. And it was great because we lived in the country. Down, It was down a single lane to get to the house. And in the winter, uh, pretty harsh winters, uh, the snow would just sort of... Uh, the flurries would come off the fields. And uh, if we were lucky, the, the farmers would plough the snow and create a route down the lane, uh, which ended up just forming these kind of very high snow barriers either side of the road and so you know learning to drive when you're 17 18 it's it's pretty good practice driving in the snow because if you you know if you make a mistake and you get it a little bit wrong you sort of just bounce off the side of the road which was uh which and many times i did uh, a good way of learning how to uh, how to drive relatively safely so i love small italian cars and the new ev will cost under twenty five thousand dollars. my first car was like 800 pounds so and it was a while ago but still 
Inflation, eh? New EV will be €25,000, about $27,000, out in July next summer to take on things like Renault's Dacia Spring. And in addition to the new Fiat-based model, Stellantis will introduce the Citroën EC3. Now, the EC4 is a lovely car. Uh, Be produced in Slovakia, this one, though, to keep the costs down. I would think they're based on the same platform, I would imagine, anyway. With Chinese brands entering the market, then the competitors here certainly need to uh, up their game in cheaper, more affordable cars. Right, coming up, we'll talk about Kia selling really well in EVs and what the Cybertruck's frunk looks like. Those stories and more stick around. So if you'd like your podcast ad-free, then you can be a patron at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash evnewsdaily, and uh, you can sign up to support the show, and you get your ad-free feed, a little RSS feed you copy and paste into your favourite pod player. Now, Volkswagen's California camper, the T7, is the next one. It'll be a plug-in hybrid, and design sketches of the new one will have been released ahead of Dusseldorf Caravan Salon Trade Fair at the end of this month. Pop-out roof, gazette. Like the outgoing T6.1, it'll have two sliding doors. I say unlike the outgoing one, two sliding doors. So here in right-hand drive markets, it's better for people getting out onto the pavement side. Um, The new California Camper will be a plug-in hybrid, probably the same powertrain as the Multivan. So 1.4 litre engine, 114 horsepower electric motor. Decent, like 25 miles of range, I think, on that one. Now let's move on. Ford is testing the Chinese EV, the Zika 001, amidst their EV ramp-up. Ford spotted benchmarking a Zika 001 in their testing facilities. That's the one with 140-kilowatt-hour battery and 641 miles of range on the Chinese test cycle. It was out in 2021. looks an amazing uh, car. This is a saloon car, a big 15-inch touchscreen in the middle, 8.5-inch digital display, uh, behind the steering wheel, 5.7-inch rear display for the passengers in the back, air suspension, Napa leather, three-zone climate. The Zika 001 is nice, and it's $43,000 equivalent. European pricing not let dis- not yet disclosed. I told you on the podcast recently the first one for uh, European markets has now rolled off the factory, and it'll be shipping and winging its way on the high seas to us very soon. Now, congratulations to everybody at Kia in the UK, achieving a significant milestone by selling 50,000 EVs at the end of last month. July was a record-breaking month for Kia UK. 1,500 fully electric vehicles shipped with customers. Uh, Their journey began in April 2015 with the original Soul EV. Some say looks only a mother could love, but I I love the Soul. It was distinctive, but damn practical. Uh, Then they followed with the E Nero, the second gen Soul EV, the new Nero, the Kia EV6 with its 800 volt architecture and 18 minutes to get to 80% and bringing that technology, I think, if not to the masses, because it is an expensive car, to a whole new audience. The Kia EV9 is the new SUV coming and I've been banging the drum for smaller vehicles, appropriate vehicles, use case vehicles. Why are we once again having big SUVs, ridiculous vehicles? And yet I'm entirely in love with the EV9. What a hypocrite. At 100 kilowatt hour battery in this 300 miles of range on the same platform as the others. Okay, moving on. Kia is halting its EV9 registrations in Canada because of a notably high number of pre-orders, they say. Uh, The 2024 model year has used up all its allocation for Canada, but that allocation is 500 vehicles. So you've always got to look behind the headlines. So yeah, they're halting reservations. Wow, that sounds amazing. Why? What are they? They just can't keep up with demand? 
it's like a, it's a few car containers. Do you know what I mean? Like, come on. Uh, production of the EV9 begins in South Korea with manufacturing planned at Kia's West Point assembly plant in Georgia from next year. The EV9 may be eligible for the federal tax credit uh, because of the Georgia production and the $55,000 starting price. A new leaked video is out next in the news. I saw this on Twitter, on social media. Uh, people kind of ripped off the original poster and you know added their own captions and stuff to it, going mad. This is one of those leaked videos that looks well sus. Maybe it's because I spent 25 years in traditional media that broke me, that broke my sarcasm filter, um, and my cynical filter, rather, I should say, because I see stuff like this. It's a shaky video of the Cybertruck being built. It's not in focus, and it's like... No one shoots video this bad anymore. Like, if you've got your iPhone out, you've got, a, you know, your phone, hold it close to your chest, do a little surreptitious video of Cybertruck being made. The autofocus is great on our mobile phones now. The colour is good. It's not shaky. Stabilisation's there. And yet this video is like, it looks like the Blair Witch Project. I'm not saying Tesla faked it. I'm just saying it doesn't look real. Anyway, what does it show? Why would Tesla do it? Well, you know, Tesla's really good at building hype and keeping themselves in the news bit by bit. It doesn't have to be like a massive Elon Musk thing. They're just really good at that drip, drip, drip marketing. And people say they don't do marketing. They're so good at it. But this video, whoever shot it badly, shows the trunk, the front trunk, uh, the uh, the Cybertruck. And it's really small. But well, it would be, because if you look at the design of the vehicle, there's not that much room up front. Now, it's obviously bigger than a ID Buzz, which has got a little flap to fill the uh, washer fluid. But it is a lot. It looks a lot smaller than the Ford F-150 Lightning or the Chevy Silverado EV. But let's face it. You don't know till you see the vehicle. Now, it, it would still be good for like a large kind of carry-on or you know over-the-shoulder bag. Uh, might even be wide enough because it's a wide vehicle for a set of golf clubs or something. It's not, you know, but it's not deep and it, it's not sort of work truck deep. But still, I mean, it looks good to me. But yeah, probably smaller than the competition. Wait and see. Now, let's talk about where you should live if you want to buy... EVs with discounts. And the answer we keep coming back to every day of the week is Colorado. Let me tell you why. Colorado residents may soon qualify for $26,500 of discounts on a new EV. How do we work it out? Well, I've worked it out that the US tax credit is $7,500, but we know that there's restrictions on income, vehicle type, and other factors as well. And obviously, you've got to have an income that is pays that much tax. Next, the Colorado EV tax credit of $5,000 is available with no income restrictions. The low-cost EV tax credit of $2,500 comes in in January if you buy an EV costing less than $35,000. The Colorado Vehicle Exchange Program will give you $6,000 for a new plug-in hybrid or electric vehicle off a used one that you're trading in. That starts this month. Excel Energy, the energy company, will offer a rebate of up to $5,500, depending on the vehicle type and income, and that is available now. So this really is, it's a bit like shooting fish in a barrel. Like, if your income is just in the sweet spot and you want to buy just the right car for just the right amount of money, you could, in theory, stack $26,500 between local and federal discounts. Chances are nobody is really that sort of unicorn of a person. But if that were to be you, I would love that to be you. Interesting how Colorado is doing it. They're not banning anything. So no one's talking about taking away your petrol or your diesel. It's, you know, America, not going to do that. We're not taking away anything, but we will make it damn cheap to buy 
an alternative. So if you want to carry on buying your diesel truck, it's no problem. But there's also an alternative, and it's financially very, very attractive. Now, let's talk about a final story. I thought you'd like this. Over the weekend, former former President Donald Trump criticised both the high price of gas and the push to electric cars in the same sentence, which is obviously something that only he can do. He was doing a speech at the South Carolina Republican Party's Silver Elephant Dinner. Trump questioned the crowd's opinion on electric cars, saying, and I quote, does everybody like the idea of all electric? You can only drive for one hour, which led to loud booing from the audience. I mean, Trump will Trump at the end of the day. And hey, his audience have gone along to see uh, the greatest hits, haven't they? I mean, it's like, if you go to see the Rolling Stones, they do their new album. You're like, come on, Mick, just do Paint It Black and we can all go home. I've seen the Stones live, by the way. Very, very good at the Isle of Wight Festival many years ago. This is just Trump being Trump, isn't it? I mean, do his followers, do his diehards really believe that EVs will drive only for one hour? Maybe they do. But you know, yeah, America's a big country. If it if it takes a few people who don't want to learn and choose to believe that, that's fine. He's doing well now, isn't he? Three criminal indictments. Could be four next week. He's racking them up. They're like buses. You wait years for when you get four come along at once. I should move on. Uh, thanks to our premium partners, Phil Roberts of Electric Future, Porsche of the Village of Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East, National Car Charging. They're on the US mainland. And in Hawaii, they are Aloha Charge. Derek Riley from Nevo.ie on the Nevo EV, EV Review Island YouTube channel. Octopus Electroverse, global public charging made simple with one map and one app and lease plan electric moments providing all the tools and guidance EV drivers need. Have a good one. See you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.